everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 1, Episode 32. It is called A Passage for Trumpet. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. This episode is about a trumpet player who's an alcoholic, he's down in his luck, he's not been accepted back into the clubs to play, and he actually, for, for the second time in about three episodes, we have a character who seemingly just decides to commit suicide, uh, although in a very different pr- presentation this time. Uh, and this one's a bit more, it's a, it's a wonderful life, it's a bit more about him seeing the world. Um, not exactly without him, it's not quite a, it's a wonderful life in that sense, it's more like he sees the world full of ghosts and he f- sees what it's like to not be a part of the world anymore and ultimately makes the choice that he wants to live again that's the, the basic gist of this and we'll get into the details as always but that is the premise tara what did you think of a passage for trumpet yeah it's interesting that we've had so many suicidal episodes um but i like this one too i mean they've all been pretty good to be honest um but yeah i definitely liked it um, it still had something more unique from the other ones. Mm. It made it its own. I, I think this one I'm a bit more lukewarm on because it feels like the actual suicidal element doesn't feel as well done as uh, a stop at Willoughby. You know that that one was was very dark. You know it was it was this kind of like character study of this man who, as we realized what he was going through and that no one was willing to help him, it was a really dark, biting episode. This episode, mm-hmm. I felt like the actual you know taking of his life felt a lot more cliched pledge because it had to do it much quicker because he, he gets to that point you know in the first you know six seven minutes of the episode and then yeah. the, the back half of the episode like i say it's very it's a wonderful life it also has a lot of shades of other episodes we've already had i mean it's not exactly death but until we find out the character's name is gabriel it's essentially another personification of death in some form you know the, the conversation he has right. where he's talking about what, you know, what this place is and what the ghosts are it's very reminiscent. Yeah, plus we get another personification of the afterlife, even though yeah. it's not technically heaven or hell. It's something else. Yeah, so it's but... kind of hitting some of the same beats that like like six or seven episodes have so far, mm-hmm. which is kind of insane. Because it was only, well, I think it was episode 28 was the a nice place to visit. You know, so it's not even been yeah. that long since the last one. There's been like four episodes since the last, like heaven or hell. In that case, it was literally heaven or hell. <laughs> Wait to the end mm-hmm. to find out which one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm a bit of a look for it. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's a particularly great episode either because it kind of covers a lot of the same ground, uh, but not. No, as... you're right. This one is more of the "it's a wonderful life." Like he doesn't really have a whole lot to live for, except that he has an extraordinary talent that he can still use to give something back to the world. And I think that's part of the 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 point of the episode is that to remember the remember what you can give rather than what you don't have. Yeah. 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 I mean the, the message is fine. I don't have a problem with the message. It's just, it's just that it, it does feel like a, almost like a a greatest hits of like a few other episodes that we've already had which is funny because we're still in season one and admittedly we're 30 plus episodes into season one which is a lot of episodes but uh it's interesting there's to been me. a lot of repeats of themes yeah i wonder if that's something we'll see in season two like not these same themes but i wonder if season two will have its own like we'll see like five or six of the same type of episode mm-hmm. in season two or is each season going to have its thing that keeps coming back right 
And I wonder if it's just a right. case because because Serling wrote this episode, and I wonder if it's something that he was dealing with at this point in his life. Maybe he was thinking about death a lot. I thought that too. Like, man, there's a lot of dark suicidal themes. I wonder if Serling's okay at this point. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Maybe like making a TV show. I don't know if this was the first one that he was like running like this. Uh, but I wonder if it was a very stressful experience. So by the time we get this far in the season, he's like really like stressed and yeah, having a hard time. Kind of want to see what his home life was. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. But yeah, so I mean, the episode, you know, it starts off without, the, with, you know, uh, let me just get his name because I've forgotten it. Uh, Joey. Joey. He's uh, outside the club. He's got his trumpet, his little bugle, and he's waiting to get in. And he has ends up, he knows the guy who kind of runs the place and he gets talking to him. And he's like, I thought you might need a, you know, another guy with a horn tonight. And he's like, nah, not tonight. And we find out he's an alcoholic. Although, to be honest, his alcoholism didn't play into it as much as I thought it would. Uh, Obviously, there's the general idea that he wasn't happy, and that's why he was drinking was to, was to you know, basically ignore everything. Well, he it was impeding life. what he wanted to do. Like he yeah. wasn't able to get work because people didn't trust him, and he also ends up selling his trumpet so that he can buy booze. You know, giving up the one thing that he loves and he still is good at. Yeah, but I, I guess what I mean is though I thought like because Twilight Zone typically if it sets something up at the start it'll kind of pay it off in some way and I guess I thought that there was going to be more of an overt like him just, you know declaring I will never drink again or I'm you know that's me I'm I'm clean or or something right or like the episode um, Mr. Denton on Doomsday mm-hmm. was that the Western one yeah I was like that was episode three you're going way back but yeah yeah I know look at me still got it. Still got it. Can remember, remember thirty episodes ago. Um, no, the like, their names are not easy to remember. They're not. I feel that I feel that like a little bit easier for us because we've been talking about each one like this. I, I feel like you know if I just watched the season, I wasn't going to remember almost any right. of them. Uh, having actually sat and reviewed them and talked about them at length, it's like nah, they kind of stick sticking your brain but a still, little bit like, there. Now, when you review TV shows, you have to re- remember like what ten titles per season we're already at three seasons worth that's true that's true when we get to the end of this the show i think what maybe helps uh twilight zone though is because it's an anthology each episode is it's just completely own self-contained little mm-hmm. movie uh versus like something like i don't know like like an episode of loss or something like that where okay i remember some of the notable episodes but it's a serialized show that are all bleeding into each other so some of them naturally just kind of blur together in your head and you don't necessarily think of it as, yeah. you don't mis- mistake this for you know, uh, time enough at last, or whatever. Like you know, they're all very distinct, which maybe helps it. But uh, so yeah, he 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 pawns in his his a uh, trumpet, and he gets not a lot of money for it. Uh, I'll be honest, when the guy said eight and a half, I thought he meant like eight and a half hundred. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be like a really expensive yeah. trumpet, uh, but no, he meant eight fifty, <laughs> and then he puts the trumpet on sale for twenty five dollars. <laughs> I thought, oh man, that stings. That stings. Seems like a reasonable deal. Yeah. Um, I'll admit, I, like, honestly, Joey being shocked at the price that he put it on sale for, and the guy's like, what, I need to upcharge to make money. And I'm like, yeah, that's how this works. Like, he has to sell it for more than he bought yeah. it for. People used to get mad at me all the time because I bought, because I was a store manager for GameStop, and we bought used games, and they would be so pissed off because we'd buy them for, like, if you're lucky, 20 bucks. Mm. And they would sell them for like $54. And uh, they thought we were ripping them off. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're not going to sell it on your own. 
<laughs> I actually often did whenever Where I sold, to make money. <laughs> whenever I sold games, I just do it on eBay to make my the most amount I could back. Because yeah. uh, if you finish the game or quick you can enough, just go to a store and use the convenience of that, but then lose some money. It's like yes, part that's, of the deal. That's, that's the choice. Yes, but typically, like if you finish a game within like a week, you could sell it for almost full price on eBay. Like you know, you could you could sell a game for fifty dollars on eBay quite happily just undercut the the game stores just slightly yeah most off. kids don't do that they just go to gamestop and then complain that i only bought their nba 2k 13 for four bucks well that, that's, <laughs> the, that's the yeah because yeah, 18 out <laughs> that's their fault for being idiot children all right they don't <laughs> those of us with brains <laughs> are we expecting 50 bucks for that <laughs> after he pawns his trumpet he basically gets so depressed that he sees a truck coming and he just throws himself out into it and it doesn't look amazing that said though i was impressed that it did kind of happen in the shot like it didn't cut away mm-hmm. so it actually is more impressive than some of the other things i think one of the ones we brought up a lot was way back in episode two uh we talked about the little girl getting hit by the car and it was like you know she was just sitting there and she didn't look like she'd been hit by anything she just lay there on the ground um this didn't look great it didn't look like there was much impact but it did at least happen in the shot so it looks a little bit yeah. better uh looks like there was contact there was contact yeah Which even is... if it wasn't enough to kill a person yeah um so he's lying there and then you know he wakes up later as, as if and this is kind of your first sign that something's like okay we're not just doing normal real life stuff here because like no one woke him up like he, he you know this woman screams as, as he gets hit and people just let, let leave him there sleeping until he wakes up in the, in the evening mm-hmm. yeah not happening but anyway he gets up and slowly begins to realize that no one can see him and he has no reflection no one can hear him no one's reacting to him and you know he he expects to, to know the girl who works at the movie theater in the ticket booth and it's this different person he's like oh that's weird where's the regular girl he goes to the bar and he like you know takes a drink but he's like hey i know the guy who works here but you're not him so that, that's maybe the, what the, your, your two signs of what gabe eventually tells him is that He's actually the only person here who's not a ghost. That's that's kind of the twist is that everyone mm-hmm. here is a ghost except him because he's kind of in limbo because he's he's had a near death experience, uh, but he's not actually dead. And mm-hmm. ultimately, it's when he goes back to the club and he hears this guy uh, turns out to be Gabe Gabriel. Although I was calling him Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> when I, I know, saw him. right? <laughs> he is also known as Kevin Uxbridge from the hit television show. Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> I knew where that was going. Do you remember the episode? I think it's season one or season two. I think it's season one. Where there's like a planet that's totally unlivable, except this one patch of grass and there's a house that, that's there and these this older couple lives there. And then even when like the house gets like obliterated and stuff by other like a aggressive alien race that killed the rest of the planet, and so the Enterprise will leave and come back, and the house will be there. That is not yeah. happened yet. Yeah, that's that must be season two, past where I am. It's a pretty good episode. Sorry, I just ruined it. <laughs> but that, that's his episode. But he's a pretty, he's a pretty well known character from um from that one. He plays the he plays the uh, the husband of the farm couple. Sure. Kevin Expert. He's got a great voice. I knew where that was going. The second you started that, it's like also known as I'm like, oh here we go. 
Here we but go. But he does, yeah, look like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he does. Because uh, even when he says Gabe, I thought, oh, that might be a joke because of Abe. And then he, then he specified shot for Gabriel. I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay, he's an angel. <laughs> Maybe Abraham Lincoln was an angel or is one now. Very possibly. Very possibly. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just as long as I don't have to sit through Lincoln again because that movie bored the everlasting piss out of me. But <laughs> I like that movie. Oh, it's so I like that movie a lot. Everyone said it was boring and watched it. I'm like, that was so fun and interesting hi i'm so poor i'm so dull i agree with you in so many movies tara i do but i, I can't do it on this one maybe it's because you're just a little bit bitter but what about when we left you know the, the brits <laughs> i don't give a single solitary shit well it sounds like you do <laughs> Uh, time to get over it he okay. wouldn't stop monologuing you just i get it daniel day lewis you can do a yeah, good impression don't you know anything about lincoln oh <laughs> uh, i don't want to hear about it for like three and a half hours though oh my god that movie just would never end it's great it would, it would never end you gotta watch it tonight yeah right it's like three and a half hours long you seriously gonna put that movie on after me <laughs> besides You've got another film to watch. You've got a film to finish, which, <laughs> which is not nowhere near as appealing as Lincoln. Although, it's much shorter than Lincoln. <laughs> not by that much. <laughs> Thanks, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, the patrons give us a, a nasty one uh, for the for the. That vote was supposed to be month. the filler movie. Like we couldn't think of a fourth one. Let's use that one. <laughs> uh huh. Hey, the same thing's happening uh, right now. I, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say that. Though the one that I didn't expect anyone to vote for is unanimously winning a vote on Screams, and it's Doesn't upsetting make any me. Sense. Oh, People must dear. hate you. They must. That's why they pay money. <laughs> That's why they pay money. Just to torture you. I can be okay with that. I can be okay. Go and torture me more at patreon.com slash TV for as little <laughs> as $1 per month. Uh, if you really want to torture me, though, you can get some higher tiers. But uh, anyway. Uh, I heard yeah. Oh, the torture. So, so, <laughs> so, Gabe basically explains where he is and what's going on, and he it, it says, "Hey, like, because 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 Gabe's playing a trumpet when he first sees him, and Joey like you know gets a shot of it and you know plays some music and it's like you know magical for him, just you know transcendent experience. He's like, say, you still have something to offer, and you know where did the magic go? Where did the, where did all the the passion go? He's like, well, you know, I used to have friends and people I cared about and." But it all went kind of away. And obviously there's the, the implication here that it, that it went away along with him becoming an alcoholic. That those things kind of went hand in hand. Never gets too overtly into it though. Kind of just lets it there for us to kind of piece together ourselves. Um, yeah. But ultimately he decides that he wants to live again. That he, he wants to, uh, you know, bring his magic to the world and offer something back. So we, we have Gabe walking away down the, the dark tunnel as it were uh, and into nothing and joey runs after him and when he gets to the end of the, the the alleyway though he looks you know both sides can't see him you know gabe's gone so he wakes up and he goes in and buys his trumpet back because the guy who hit him comes out and braves him so he won't go to the insurance companies because he's never had an accident <laughs> he's like here be a good guy no doctors no insurance have some cash so he buys his trumpet back and we see him playing in the roof of his building 
where he meets a woman who's just moved to the city and wants to be shown around. So he, after deciding he wants to live, he has somehow gotten his money back to buy his trumpet and then immediately met a woman who the end of the episode would imply that he's probably going to live happily ever after with. So... <laughs> That's why, yeah. I mean, you never know what could happen. Yeah. Ladies love a music man. Yeah, I mean, he's just passionate about something, isn't it? He cares about something. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He's not lost. He's uh. He's got mojo about something. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, I will say I really like the music in this. Also, every time he played, or even when Gabe played the, played the trumpet, like it was really nice. I liked listening to it. Like very impressed. Yeah. Um, no, music's like, fine. Normally, that kind of stuff doesn't really affect me very much when it's in a, a TV show or a movie where someone's like fake playing the violin. Mm. But in this one, I'm like, oh, it's really nice. Like, I could listen to this too. <laughs> He's really talented. He should live. He should live. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, mean, I think it's an okay episode. I, I just, I feel like it's a bit of a mishmash of previous ones. And the, I guess the decision to actually like jump out in front of the truck. Just didn't feel as earned to me as, uh, you know, like all the stuff in, like St- Stop at Willoughby, I thought was like, you know, an excellent Yeah, Willoughby episode. is perfect, I think. But I mean, this one, it, it implies that, or he even says that he has nothing left. Like once he gets rid of his, of his trumpet, all of a sudden he's got nothing, nothing else. He's just got the alcohol. Once he runs out of money, that's, that's it for the alcohol too. So I think he, uh, I think that was the motivation yeah uh so yeah okay episode um but yeah pretty good perhaps not one that will be making our top 10 at the end of the season uh we'll still see how things go uh but of course we yeah, do get it's coming up uh, it's coming up we, we've got four episodes left uh and then we're done with this season so super exciting um so we have um obviously rod selling at the end telling us about the next episode and again he's on set you know this is the days of him just sitting in a chair uh, in a, a blank white room or, or behind us, I think. He seems to be doing this every episode now. I think so. Uh, but he tells us about this weird guy who has stuffed squirrels on his desk and he likes little kids. Which, <laughs> which I was like... I heard that, yeah. Yeah, warning signs, <laughs> red flags, red flags, someone phone the police. Uh, Taxidermy. <laughs> uh, likes little kids. Lots of red flags. Yeah. Uh, so that was this tease. So let me actually click on the MDB screen and read you the description for next week's episode which is called Mr. Beavis that's also a red flag <laughs> very good very good uh, after losing his job his car and his apartment on the same day an eccentric loser gets a new gets a new life from his guardian angel but there is a price to keeping it even that doesn't seem that, seem that thematically a million miles away from this episode no I, I remember thinking that when he gave the description too yeah like, oh, another one. Here we go. <laughs> so, someone who's a bit of a loser, has a new lease in life, has a guardian angel character. Like, I'm telling you, Rod Sterling was going through something. Yeah, I, weird. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it, how, how it shakes up. Um, but yeah, uh, so that has been episode 32 of The Twilight Zone. 
You can, of course, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments. You can like and subscribe and make sure you ding the bell as well to get all the notifications on YouTube. You can support us in a couple of different ways. Of course, you can do it by rating the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts or if you listen to this. It helps us out a lot. It spreads the show out to more people. You can, of course, also do it financially. Tara, how can people do that? You can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. Donating as little as a dollar per month will get you these Twilight Zone episodes on time but if you do <laughs> at the five dollar <laughs> you'll get them a week early fancy i was trying to do some uh amateur sign language uh to, yeah, nailed to, it to go along with <laughs> you um i i did not predict you though uh making a mistake <laughs> you get it on time <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a promise. Uh, obviously, you can check out other shows we do. Me and Tara do, of course, a science fiction movie podcast called The Atomic Cinema Experiment, shortened to the ace. Uh, we we have back catalogue of episodes now. I mean, by the time this goes out, it'll probably be about 30 episodes that you can enjoy, including the entire Terminator franchise. Uh, so, you know, that's exciting and fun. Yep. That's how exciting those episodes are. Tara yawning there. Uh, that's exactly the, the sort of gun-ho energy you can expect on those <laughs> that's not true we were very passionate about the terminator franchise oh we were um and i mean we're both very passionate about one and two but if you want to see real passion three four to three four and five yes uh because sometimes hatred brings out the the best in us <laughs> yeah Ta- we're both pretty united on those yeah mm. although i think i love just how much you hate three I-, I think that that filled a special place in my heart <laughs> yeah i really did not like three i think i was just so disappointed because i thought it was going to be a lot better um, uh, you, you came so you in, get for only watching something once when you're a kid yeah you came in, in hoping for a six and you, you walked out with like a three out of ten <laughs> Don't spoil it. <laughs> I don't remember if that's what you gave. It was in that ballpark, but yeah, I think I think it was about a three. Yeah, uh, so check that out. <laughs> check check other things we do. Out. Uh, the horror movie podcast streams after midnight. That I do with Tim and check out uh, other TV reviews and all sorts. Uh, Star Trek reviews that I do with Connor uh, weekly. Uh, we're on season two of the Next Generation at the time of recording, so check out those. Uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching the twilight no that's not what i say keep watching tv guys and the twilight zone